any of you have had a rookie, rookie. <laughs> or I just said rookie for leaking roof. <laughs> you did not think that was funny? No. It was funny. <laughs> Continue. Jason. And together we believe in intentional dreaming for international living. We left our lives and family in small town Iowa to move overseas. And now as it becomes a reality, we want to share our adventures and our experiences along the way. Let's say that last part together. (laughs) (laughs) So this is just going to be a short episode. Episode 23. Yeah, because we're recording the day we're supposed to release because we've been traveling. We're currently in Germany. Don't, that was so lame. Guten Tag. You gotta like say it peppier. Danke. Those are the only German words I know. And they might not actually be right. I think it means good day and thank you. Yeah. At least I've been saying that to people. Though we've been in Switzerland and then we were in France and now we're back, not back in Germany, now we're in Germany. Technically we were in France and then we were in Switzerland and then we were in France. Oh. And yeah. then we were okay. in Germany. Slow down. So we flew into Basel, which isn't actually Basel. Basel. We flew into Basel, Switzerland, which is actually in St. Louis, France. And so we landed in France and then had to leave through Switzerland. But we ended up in Switzerland where they speak German. You know, actually, I did not even know. I mean, we were sitting on the plane and you were like, we're flying into France. And I was like, oh, did I buy my tickets to the wrong country? Yeah. But I really confusing. did not. I really did not realize that it was in France. Yeah. The, the Switz airport in Basel is actually in France. So we got out and took a bus to Switzerland. Which anyway. is it, like 10 minutes. Yeah. So it's to, all connected. It's a to, city of like three countries. Or is that Strasbourg? What? No. Strasbourg is solely in France. Okay. We need to back up a little bit. So we left for our holiday trip because we're going to Christmas markets, right? Yeah. We're taking on like a Christmas market tour. And so the first Christmas market I've ever been to is now in Switzerland in Basel. And what did you think of it? It was was really good. This is what you said. You said, this is lovely. (laughs) You did. You didn't want to say it, but you actually looked, you like turned to me and said, this is lovely. It is very nice. And And this we brought worse. Yeah. Well, this is our first time that we've gone to a new country that neither one of us have been to. Yeah. A new city that neither one of us have been to. Mm-hmm. There's probably been some other cities that neither one of us have been to. But this was kind of the first time we got to experience something together, like a Christmas market, that neither one of us had done before. Yeah. Which was, was really, really fun. fun. Yeah. Christmas markets are basically... Um, they're just inside of the town square next to an old church or some sort of area. They're usually like in the town center and there's always a church that's in the town center. Right. And then there's just booths that sell little trinkets or food, Christmas lights. They always have um, wine, I guess, mold wine, glühwein. Is that how it, is that's German? It? <laughs> Something like that. We really have to work on our German. Yeah, I don't speak German. But anyway, you go and you can... What I didn't know is that you go and you get these little mugs and you pay a deposit and then you can turn back in the mug and get your deposit back. But you just keep filling it up with cheap wine and it's delicious. It's not necessarily cheap. It's just... Well, in Switzerland, it's not cheap. Everything is expensive in Switzerland. But in France, it was relatively cheap. Right. Not too bad. Yeah. And it was actually really fun. Oh, I think we've gone to three different markets. 
so far now, and they all do kind of look similar, and they all have similar things, but they all they also are slightly different. Yeah. Like there might be some different things that they sell, or um, at least from the one in Basel was really small. Um, there wasn't a ton of markets there. This well, there town, two. yeah, two, but the town was smaller. And then the one in Strasbourg, France, was way bigger. And that cathedral in the middle of the city was huge. Huge. Very big. Strasbourg is really interesting because it's right on the border. It's pretty close to the border between France and Germany. And it kind of, in history, is bounced back and forth between being a French city and a German city, depending on who's currently occupying that territory. And so it has a really interesting, interesting European history. And it's actually where the EU parliament meets. Yeah. Which I didn't know. The European institutions. Yeah. And the name yeah. of the, the motto of the city is like Strasbourg, the capital of Christmas. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was the capi- capital of Europe. Well, during Christmas, it's the capital of Christmas. Oh. That's I didn't... what the cup says. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So I don't, I'm, I don't think we'll talk too much right now about um, Christmas markets. I think in the next episode, we'll do a more detailed look at it because this is just a quick update. But we are now in Germany. We're going to be here um, for about a week to just relax, enjoy our time. um, Work. Eat pork. And uh, we might do a couple day trips out of the city to go visit some other Christmas markets. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of our time, we'll fly to Prague for New Year's Eve. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're looking forward to some downtime and then also some work time because you still have to work. Yeah. And some... Time for me to maybe do some other things that I wanted to do project-wise, but I've not had as much time because I'm doing more language. So maybe getting some organized mm, yeah. organized organization and maybe some timelines set in place and some goals made for the next year. Yeah. It'll be hard not to try not to forget all of the Turkish we've learned in these two weeks that mm. we're away from away from it so yeah. i need to be diligent to keep doing my like flashcards and practice yeah and we for a quick update on language we were doing i was doing pretty much part-time language so i would probably get in 20 hours of language a week mm. um, between going to a tutor or a language helper or meeting with some friends yeah or like neighbors and you were doing about six hours with a tutor and then some some study, yeah, time. My own study time but you're also working yeah um and so we both were doing at least what we could with language. Yeah. And so... Making progress. Making progress. Slowly yeah. and surely. And I think we've been figuring out what's going to work for us and what isn't going to work for us. I think we could say three things about what works for us and what doesn't work for us. So one is that I'm not doing... I'm doing the amount of language that I want to do, but I need to rearrange what that looks like. Like I need to have more of those hours be personal study hours. And I'm finding it hard to do the amount of time that I have with a helper or a tutor and speaking with neighbors on top of yeah. like personal language time. So when I say that, 20 hours, it's not necessarily any personal language time. Yeah, that was exactly the problem I had with the school we were going to, is that the school took up all of my, my language time. So I had no time to practice and really try to absorb the stuff that I was learning. Yeah. And the second would be that I need less tutoring time because I'm right now I'm doing three times a week with and three hour segments um, and they right now because of how the time works out is it's Monday Tuesday Wednesday and that just makes for a lot of language all all at one time <laughs> so I need it to be a little bit more spread out 
I need it to be shorter periods of time. And I need it to be in the morning because I just do better with things in the morning. And I kind of get it out of the way. Sometimes mm-hmm. waiting until the afternoon, I start to dread it, which makes no sense. But I do. Sense. Yeah. What's the third thing? The third thing would be making sure I do good reflections on what I am learning because I think I forget to do the reflections at the end of the day or just during, at the end of my study time with tutors because I'm just tired. And I think that would really help me to make sure that I do the reflection on what I've learned, what I need to learn, what was hard for me. And I think having more personal study time where I use some of that study time to reflect will help too. Hmm. Those are the three things I was thinking about. One of the interesting things about language learning that I have been thinking about is when um, when I'm communicating in Turkish, I often feel like the idea that I have in my head, I'm not getting out when I say it in Turkish. And this is a little hard to explain. Like I, It feels like there's an idea in my brain that I want to get out into the world. When I say it in Turkish, it doesn't get out into the world. It's still in my brain. And it's like nagging that it's still there. And so I want to say it in English because then it comes out and it's outside of my brain now. Does that make sense? Yeah, we had this discussion. I was like, can you give me an example? Yeah. And so the example I said, we were on a boat. We were talking about how it felt cold or something. It didn't feel, if you're standing in the sun, it felt fine. And so I said it in Turkish, but then I said it in English. Even though I know I said it correctly in Turkish, it didn't feel like I properly expressed the idea. And I think it's because it's something, I haven't studied this or linguistics, but it probably has something to do with encoding and the way thoughts work, that the idea wasn't properly encoded when I spoke it and associated. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what it has to do with coding at all. No, encoding. Encoding, not coding. It's almost the same thing. (laughs) Two letters make a big difference. (laughs) Well, But anyway, um, it's just kind of this interesting thing that I do. I do find that some of the Turkish words that I know really well have become synonymized with the English version. And so I can say, I want something in English or in Turkish, and it feels like I actually communicated the idea. But some of the newer words that I'm learning doesn't feel like I'm communicating the idea, even if, like, in my mind, I know that I said it correctly. Like, you, the um, the amount of times maybe you used it hasn't given you the full confidence that it's correct. No, like it's Sometimes not a... the more you use something, the more ingrained it becomes in your head and the more right. um, the more it represents what you want to say because you're that confident one. that it actually is what you're saying. I don't think it has to do with confidence or about knowledge because I'm, I'm confident that I'm saying it correctly. I think it's something else entirely. It's something else about the way that language encodes thought in in spoken communication. Like how sometimes you can say one word, but the way that you say it has come off differently. Like you can say things in a couple of different ways. Yeah, you could. Or when you're communicating and you accidentally say the wrong word, Mm -hmm. you still feel like you communicated it right, even though you use the wrong word. I think maybe that's the opposite of what I'm talking about. It's You can use wrong words and still feel like you expressed yourself. Or you can use correct words and feel like you didn't express yourself. I don't know. It's, when it's, would you use a wrong word in English and feel like you used it correctly? Just if you say the wrong word by accident. In English or Turkish? In English. You know, if you're talking and then instead of soup, you say stone. <laughs> no, that, that's not how <laughs> There are times when you say, when you just accidentally say the wrong word. I do it all the time. I like use the wrong word and I'm like, 
because I need to get the water. And you're like, because you need to get the food? I'm like, yeah, I need to get the food, yeah, not the water. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And even sometimes you say, I didn't say that. I said this. Anyway, we're, we're off track here. Anyway, Very it's just track. something that I was thinking about. Yeah, I think that's good. I wonder if there are articles that talk about it. Maybe. Maybe linguistic articles. If any of you have articles about this, this kind of thought or... If you do, let me know. Yeah. You probably don't. Well, don't there might be some it. linguistics out there I'm that... Some linguists. See this exactly what I'm talking about. Some ling- linguistics. Some linguists out there that may have some type of background knowledge on yeah, this type of thing whenever you're doing language learning. Yeah. So anyway, that's how our language is going, which yeah. I didn't intend to talk about in this podcast. No, we didn't. And yeah, so we can talk more about Germany and our trip next time. But I did want to share a really fun story that we had for our house. Oh, yeah. I wanted to share a fun story about our train. Okay. Which one should we talk about first? The house. Okay. So as you know, we had a lot of issues with our house, but all of them are fixed now. And then our roof leaked. <laughs> So a really, really big rain came through, and um, apparently the storms here are just, or at least in Izmir, are crazy. Um, and there was lightning and thunder and really strong winds, and so it was just, it, it went on for a couple of days. It was pretty crazy. Um, and we had a leak in our ceiling, and it was kind of like a couple of weeks saga of whose responsibility it was to fix it and what like when it was going to happen, who was going to do it. And um, all that to say is that the Monday or Tuesday before we're supposed to leave on Friday, workers were sent to our house and they started working full time on fixing our roof. And so uh, we actually left and had somebody else stay at our house while we were gone, at least that Friday to, to finish the roof. And so they ended up having to tear everything down in one of our rooms upstairs and uh, t- put metal beams in place of the wood beams because they had bowed and then ran water over the top of it to make sure that it didn't leak anymore. And then they had to redo the lining underneath the shingles shingles on top of the roof. Were the shingles? They're like ceramic shingles. Yeah, they're not like American shingles. Yeah, they're shingles. They're not tar. Right. And so then they had to do that. And then they had to finish the inside. Like I think they ran water again to make sure all the leakage was taken care of. And then they redid the insulation and then redid, re-put the roof back in. Yeah. So we should the have ceiling. the ceiling and our upstairs fixed. And yeah. so we're like – we will be starting off the new year, hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood – with no issues with our apartment whatsoever. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like You should feel good about it. I know, but like I know that I shouldn't be worried about other problems happening, but like I feel like there's always something wrong with our house, but there's not. There's nothing left on her list, like of things to fix. Everything's fixed. Yeah. It's good. And so I'm pretty stinking excited about that. We're gonna start the new year without having to worry about anything in our apartment and hopefully it'll be a place that we can really grow to love over the next year or two. Yeah. Or however long we stay there. Yeah. Okay, now your story. My story is about our trip. Um, we <laughs> we, we said, yeah, we said we weren't going to talk about it. Well, I think we'll forget about this. this. Yeah. Okay, this Basically, one's a good one. We get so we were taking a train from Switzerland to France, and uh, we had the ticket spot. We had the confirmation numbers and booking numbers, and the instructions say that you just go to the train station to the kiosk and put in the confirmation code and print the tickets, and everything would be 
swell. Um, well, we get there and we look for the kiosk and we can't find the kiosk. And so we go ask somebody. And it turns out that you can't get these tickets in Switzerland. You have to get them in France. They only have these kiosks in France. Well, we're in Switzerland. And after we read the kind of fine print on the tickets, it does clearly say you can only get these tickets in France, which doesn't make any sense at all because the train leaves from Basel, Switzerland, Basel. Basel, Basel. Basel, Basel. And so why why can't you get the tickets in Switzerland? It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so Why would we, they be allowed to sell us tickets that you can't get in Switzerland? Well, we bought them online. Yeah. Anyway, well, so we were debating back and forth, what do we do? Um, the lady said, oh, you can just get on a bus and go to France and then get the tickets and come back. Well, I can't make it in time because we didn't have, you know, France isn't that far away. But so we finally, after debating, I wanted to buy new tickets and then try to deal with getting a refund afterwards. Katie was like, let's just get on the train. We debated back and forth. And finally, we're like, okay, let's just, we're just going to buy new tickets and then just not worry about it. We did find a machine that was labeled the machine that you should be able to get the tickets from, but it didn't give you tickets. You could only buy tickets on that machine. Right. And so we went back to buy new tickets, but then the line was so long that had we waited in line, we would have missed the train. And so we just got on. With We had a confirmation that we bought tickets, but we didn't have the tickets themselves that we had to have. And so we were just waiting and waiting, and the ticket lady started coming into our car to check tickets, but then stopped. And eventually, the train just got so crowded that eventually, I don't know if she just stopped checking tickets or she never got to us, but we were never asked for our tickets people were standing in the corridor and yeah it was like, packed in the yeah the walkway in between all the seats in in the actual train cars like they were everywhere it was so packed yeah so really we didn't actually need tickets at all you know we could have gotten on without any no tickets. we needed tickets <laughs> we had tickets we had tickets but had we not even had tickets it would have been fine it would have been immoral but it would have been fine i don't know if it would have been fine because she really was coming to check tickets, and then right. the, the train stopped she and never tried to did. get off. That's what I mean. Like, had we not even had tickets, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. We, we had a... Nobody even asked to see our confirmation, so that's yeah. all. That's true. Good story. Well, we also had those really big bags, and no one else had really big bags. Some people had big bags. I felt a little self-conscious about how big our bags were. We also are picking up stuff here to take home, and so we had brought these <laughs> The bags really, were still full. They were still really... <laughs> but can I brag on you for a second? Because the only place that we had to put them were above our train seats, and you were like Hercules getting those... those they weren't they that were, heavy. They were. Mine was heavy. I'd no, put my backpack in there. It wasn't even 40 kilos. Anyways, he was super strong putting those suitcases... 20 kilos, I'm sorry. ...up above the chairs for our train ride. Anyway, it's been a good, a good trip so far. I'm looking forward to our rest of our holiday here in Germany. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. We're excited to kind of just be in one place for a little while. Yep. Going to three different countries, technically going to... France, Switzerland, France, then Germany in one weekend. It's easy. You can do it. Um, it's not so hard because it's all really, really close by yeah, each and other. Yeah, it's all in the EU. So there's no like you come in through one immigration and once you're in the EU, then at least for Americans, then you can just travel freely throughout the Yeah, EU. it's made it really nice. So it's easy to travel through here, but it'll be nice to kind of stay in one place and not be switching um, hotels or Airbnbs every night. So Okay. Do you have any questions for people? I think that um, if you want to follow along on Instagram, I'm posting pictures there and asking questions. And I have 
loved some of the responses that I've heard of just um, some suggestions from friends about what markets to go to and what foods to try. And yeah. so um, except the orange juice thing, Mike, that was not that was not good. It tasted <laughs> like hot orange juice. It was a hot orange juice. Yeah. It said hot orange juice. It like destroyed my mouth. <laughs> it's a little acidic. So um, for listeners who don't follow along on Instagram or Facebook, we would, if you've been to European Christmas markets, we'd love to know where you've been and what countries they were in and what you would suggest for us to eat and drink and buy. Yeah, that's good. Right. All right. So. Oh, oh, and if any of you have had a rookie, rookie. <laughs> A leaky roof before uh, we I would love to hear those stories so was it in a rental place was it in a house that you owned how did it turn out <laughs> we love hearing from our listeners so please 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 let us know how you're doing and if you have any fun interesting stories and oh don't forget if you are a language expert out there and you can help us determine if there's a name for what Jason is talking about then we'd really like to know it. So, and as always, you can check us out on our Facebook page at Funk Travels, Instagram at Funk Travels, or check out our website for any of the show notes, which is funktravels.com. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy New Year.